A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. A great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and of your blessing I will make a curse. You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. I, therefore, have made you contemptible and base before all the people, since you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your decisions. Have we not all the one Father? Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another, violating the covenants of our fathers? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved had you become to us. You recall brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you, we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. And for this reason, we too give thanks to God unceasingly, that, 
and receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received not a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. The word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you. But do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry, to lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and less lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, And the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called Master, for you have one Master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, and how are you? Blessed indeed. Today, we hear the readings, and they really go against the priests in those days, not just the priests in those days, the priests in our days. And sometimes when we Catholics can sit there and look, and we've always put things to other people. Oh, yeah, get those priests. Yeah, yeah, forgetting that we're also called to be priests. We're also called to proclaim the gospel, or even like when it's something good like saints. Oh, yeah, look how holy that saint was. And we do that so we don't have to become holy ourselves. We don't have to become 
saints ourselves, huh? But again, no, all the things when the holy word of God is proclaimed is trying to teach us all something. So the first thing it goes against is like clericalism. Pope Francis talks against clericalism again and again and again. Sometimes he talks about funny, sometimes he really goes for it. There was a a guy that was a a newly ordained deacon and he was getting, you know... uh, when over there you have special places that you can get all this, your cassock and your cape and all this. So here was this newly ordained deacon and he had a cassock on, he had a cape and he was going like this and he wore his beretta and the cardinal was there watching all this and he was telling the Holy Father this and he says, can you imagine? And the Holy Father says, and who says we don't ordain women? Isn't that horrible? But it's true, honest to goodness, some of us priests play games and we want to be these people. Look how holy I am. You see how pretty I look in my stuff? Please. It's called clericalism. Clericalism is all about me. How do I look? Do I look holy? Does everybody think I look holy? Am I really pretty in my outfit? And that got to go against. In seminary, some of the guys used to say, oh, for the days when priests were priests and nuns were nuns and the laity knew their place. Really? Is that the kind of church that we belong to? If it is, I'm leaving, and so should you. We're all in this together, people. And this means that we all, first of all, have to listen to what Jesus says. Whoever wants to be the greatest must be the servant, not one that looks pretty in how they dress. We got to be servants, the priests, the deacons, the bishops, the cardinals, the pope. We are ordained to serve, not be served. And what happens is, is often we like to keep people in fear, right? This is what you must do. If you do not do this, you will go to hell forever. So it's a good way to control people, right? Well, if I don't want to do that, I don't want to go to hell, so I better listen to Father. It's not a relationship with Jesus. It's a fear of Father. And that should never be, that we're just afraid of going to hell or just afraid of the bishop or just afraid of the priest or the cardinal. That is not what God is calling us to. He's calling all of us. And and just as an aside, when it talks, call no man Father, please. He was talking about you have one father to remind us. They didn't call priest father in those days, huh? I remember once one of my kids got in a terrible accident in prep, and I went down to Hammett. And as I walked in there, it was late at night, and I had a sign in, and the, 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 uh, the guy who was there, the, the guard was there, says, uh, sign in. She said, what's your name? I said, Father Larry Richards. No, it's not father. Call no man father. And I said... I wasn't in the mood. It was the middle of the night, and I said, what do you call your dad? That ain't what it means. That's exactly what it means, sir. It means don't call the guy who begot you your father. Your only father is who? God. And so every father here, every mother here, you're the sacrament of fatherhood or motherhood to your children. The true one that gave them life was God. And so that's what we got to remember, not just, oh, call no man father. I went and I was dealing with two different people this week trying to get uh, some bids for out at my house. And I was doing it with email and I said, Father Larry, and they both responded, these women, well, Larry, and I went to the one when I wrote back to her, I says, I go by father, I spelt it out. And then Larry, and then she refused to call me anything after that. Even when I sat there and went over to visit, 
would not call me anything. Hi, that was it. And the other woman, the same reality. Hi, wouldn't do that. Okay, whatever it is. But nowadays, if, you, if I wanted to be called Sally, you'd have to call me Sally, wouldn't you? Father Larry's now Sally. Call him Sally. Okay, but we can't do the other things, whatever the reality is. The point of all this is, is that if we all are in this together, and we're all, we, of course we have fathers that we have on this earth, and we can call them father, but we got to know that they are examples to us of who our Father in heaven is. All you fathers, you got to be examples of who God the Father is. Every time your son or daughter looks at you, they say, Dad, I want to see God. I don't want to see you. When they look at me or any priest or any uh, deacon or any uh, uh, bishop or cardinal, Sir, I want to see Jesus. I don't want to just see you in your dress. Show me Jesus. And then you can tell if it's Jesus because they start to serve. Huh? But then with all of us, the point of all of this is all of us are called to remember what Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That wasn't just for priests. And again, we Catholics do that easily. Yeah, you do that, Father. I'm going to be gone this whole week down in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and I'll be preaching the gospel. You do that, Father. Good. We'll pray for you. Well, you better pray for me, but that's your job too. You got to have that desire, like I talked about on Thursday when we had uh, adoration here. Could you imagine if every single person here in this church, every one of you, every person watching you, sitting at home, spending attention, and right now probably falling asleep, if every single one of you and me had one purpose in life, instead of judging everybody else, we wanted to bring everybody else to Jesus. I'll never forget when I was 17 and I was converted by Billy Graham and I went to seminary. When I wrote the letter, I says, I want to bring the whole world to Jesus Christ. Huh? That's why I started a foundation. And the purpose of the foundation is what? To bring the whole world to Jesus Christ. But could you imagine if all of us just sat there and said, oh yeah, Father, go do that. Oh yeah, do that. If you and I decided... My job before God the Father is to bring everyone I know to Jesus. And I'll do everything in my power to do that. So the first thing you got to do is desire that. That you and I have the humility. We can't do it, but God can. We get out of the way and say, Jesus, use me as an instrument of salvation. Could you imagine if you and I decided to do that beginning today? I will be an instrument of salvation. And the way we do that, people, it's very practical in humility. We first start praying for people. And I've talked about this before. So I'm guessing if I ask any of you, if I came down amongst you and I said, hey, do you have a list that you pray for every day for people to come to know Jesus? And I'm sure everyone in this parish would say, of course I do, Father. You've taught that throughout the years. But I won't try that with you right now. But every one of us should have a list of people that we pray for that don't know Jesus. The second thing we got to do, of course, is we got to love people into the faith. We'll never judge anyone into the faith, huh? It doesn't happen. And again, as I've said before, if Jesus, if it says in John chapter 3, verse 17, says, God did not send his son of the world to condemn the world but to save it, he sure didn't send me and he sure didn't send you to condemn the world. And yet, sometimes the holier we think we are, the more we can condemn other people. It's the exact opposite. We should be too busy crying for our own sins 
than to ever point out somebody else's. Second thing. So we love them. Of course, because we even love, it begins with our neighbors, our family members, and we start praying for them, and we start loving them because, of course, we all pray that the people we like the least get to sit next to us forever in heaven, correct? Yes, Father, that's my greatest desire. Thank you. And then the third thing is, is we got it witness to them. And what does witness mean? It's not preaching. It's not, no, you can't do that. That's a sin. That is not witnessing. That's not speaking truth. That's speaking judgment upon another. Our job is to witness to Christ. So that that means is, this is what Jesus Christ has done for me. This is what Jesus can do for you. Does everyone here have a word or can say something like that? Could you tell people, this is what Jesus Christ has done for me? Could you say that? Could you mean that? Could you say that? And I I can't really think of something, Father. Well, if you can't think of anything, you're a pagan that happens to be in church today. You're not a disciple. So you got to really start thinking. And one of the things every one of us can say about Jesus is Jesus did what? He died for our sins. This is what he did for me. And guess what? When he died for your sins, he paid the penalty. And he set me free from my slavery. This is what Jesus wants to do for you. He wants to pay the penalty for your sin and set you free from your sin. You see what would happen if we start proclaiming that. How people would come to know the love of God through us. So today, let's not just sit back and look at the clerics and look at all these people, the professional ones. Let's remember that God calls all of us to be his instrument of salvation. All of us in humility must begin by desiring to bring everyone to salvation. By praying for them and having a list that we pray over every day. By loving them. And then finally by witnessing to them that all of us, when we stand before God and he says to you and me one day, where are your brothers and sisters? Did you bring anyone with you? You can say, yes, Lord, and you can show all the people through your prayers, through your love, through your witness that you brought with you to heaven. You got it? Get it? Going to live it? May each of you know his love today and